Kevin Milne's with us this morning. Kia ora, Kevin. I don't think you're deluded, Jack. I think maybe, maybe, maybe some of the listeners are deluded. Some of them, a very small, very minor percentage. You know, and they are the people that you hear from. Yeah, maybe. And, and you know what, Kevin? I think what is clear, even from the, the messages I'm getting right now, and I know the messages we've had all week, is that um, people, this is a, for a lot of people, this is just a binary issue, right? So people are either yeah. incredibly opposed to the protesters and want the police to go in and smash skulls and arrest everyone and ah, they let that be the end of things, or people think that the protesters are amazing and they should be allowed to continue. And, and there's not, there aren't many people who seem to be trying to occupy a bit of space in the middle and acknowledging that, you know, this is kind of complex. Um, yes. But that's why yes. you're here this morning, Kevin. You want to talk about um, how the police are coping with the demonstrations at Parliament. Yeah, exactly. Why is it that if the police take their time, give issues plenty of thought, even change their mind about something, they're criticised for going soft. Isn't thinking things through what we want the police to do? They're not backtracking, they're thinking. A simple example to illustrate my point Initially, the police were called to Parliament grounds to disperse the protesters, which they started doing. But when the depth of feeling among the the protesters became clearer, the obvious question arose, if we push them out of here, where will they go? They won't go home. They'll reassemble uh, reassemble somewhere else that may cause bigger problems. So the need to remove protesters became secondary, keeping the peace and establishing a dialogue became the main aim. Thinking things through won the day rather than providing the baying crowds with a show of force. Hmm. Am I right? Yeah, I mean, I would... I think I think police missed an opportunity early in the protest to shut this down and, and that they probably should have acted sooner to shut this down. That, you know, and... and it's a different question as to whether or not they should go in and use force this weekend, for example. But, you know, to give you the other side of things, Kevin, we have a, a group, a large group of people blatantly breaking the law, causing massive inconvenience in the centre of our capital city. We've got a large group of people who are basically camped outside of Parliament, somewhere out of the way. Their vehicles aren't, but they are out of the way. Mm. My, my feeling was if you'd shove them out the gate, they'd now be in Lambton Key somewhere or <laughs> one of those, you know, parks along there. Yeah. But, you know, there'll be those, Jack, who know everything and say, well, the police should have had a better plan in place. Easily said, but we've never seen a protest, a protest like this before. The situation's unprecedented. Sometimes you have to stop and reassess your strategy. When I was in the army, it was called a reorg. After every skirmish, Every unit needed to establish where exactly it was and where they were going from there. You didn't. You didn't know I. You didn't know I was an army man. Did you? No, I had no idea. I, I can only assume that you were in some highly secretive elite unit. Kevin Milne, leader of the SAS, no doubt. I was actually called up. I was. I was yeah. I was called up for military training. Uh, I had no option. But I'm a. I hold now. Hold the New Zealand Defence Service Medal. You'll be pleased. Anyway, yeah. now we find that the the police's early intentions of urgently bringing in private tow trucks and the army to clear the roads, that's now been replaced by little action and more negotiations. When asked why, the police have simply pointed out that the situation 
is very complicated. I imagine that they've received more advice on how difficult it would be removing so many huge vehicles and the risks involved. They're not going to rush into it. Seems sensible to me, but again we're hearing, have the police backtracked? Have the police gone soft? I don't think the police are going soft. They're doing what we see other police forces overseas not doing, considering the public good before starting a fight that might be hard to get out of. Mm. I'm proud of them for that, Jack. Yeah, you know, it's... I do not envy the police um, in their position right at this minute because they're sort of damned if they do and damned if they don't. I think yeah. I think that, that you can be critical of, of the police early response to this. Like the, these, these convoys were well documented around the world. This thing was advertised on Facebook. And I think police clearly should have been better prepared for when they arrived at Parliament. But in the same breath, you can think that actually it's not in the interests of in the best interests of our country to have police go in this weekend in some mass event and try and arrest several thousand people. You know, I don't think we, we necessarily want to see police with batons, you know, taking on a crowd that includes dozens of children. <laughs> I'm not, yeah, well, I'm not sure saw, that's in the we, best interest of our country either. We saw one day of that, and of course what's happened, the protesters are turning up at court yeah. and can't get in because, of, of course, they're, they're not vaccinated. Yeah, yeah. So they're all being sent away again. A, sh- a bit of a shambles. Yeah. So, you know, that didn't help, I don't think. No. day of arrest. No. So, no. yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty happy with the police. I, th- I say give it time and and be sensible and lot, give it a lot of thinking. Mm. Don't rush into any of this. Mm. No, I totally agree.